like thrash. And so we're going to listen to a bunch right now, but it won't be the bands you think it will be here on Thunderdome Metal Reviews. With me in Thrash, Thrashland, always are my three amigos, Ben, Gabe, and Tracy. How are you, gentlemen, Jelly Spoons, doing this fine, finally not 100-degree evening? Thrashing. The world is the hammer and I'm the fucking nail. That's how I'm doing. I'm finished with the dogs. Someone has to be. Aachen. Word. So, David, other than you liking thrash, why did you, you select this? Well, I like thrash. And we, what do you have against the big four, huh? Yeah, what do you... What, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> why, do you hate, why do you hate Metallica? Anyway, what, what had happened was we kept talking about thrash that wasn't the big four, and we sort of organically said, like, hey, we should do a blast of that. And so I took it for the team and put it in my slot based on... I think it's something we had uh, promised slash threatened for some time. So, took it and there's the a team. fuck ton of thrash. You took one for the team. There's a that's a, of... I'm just trying to say that's an interesting way of saying for David Christmas in August. I mean, if you're going to give me presents early that are thrash, great. There's just so many bands that can't have, particularly the Bay Area, and I guess SoCal also, and Germany, as I'm now discovering. I don't know all these German thrash bands. We've talked about this before. So, I've been pleased to be on this thrash journey. And I always am like, does this sound dated? Do I even care? Anyway, it's uh, so I thought it'd be fun for us. Word. Um, so the first album we're going to be talking about tonight is actually the ninth studio album by Death Angel, Humanicide, released on May 31st of 2019. It was has a runtime of 48 minutes and 30 seconds. Released on Nuclear Blast Records, Jason Sukoff was the producer. The band at the time of recording was Mark Asagueda on lead vocals, Rob Cavastani on lead guitar and backing vocals, Ted Aguilar on rhythm guitars, Damien Sassoon on bass, Will Carroll on drums, and they had Alexi Laiho come in and play the solo on Ghost of Me. I I was going to ask if this is anybody's first foray with Death Angel. Yeah, I hadn't heard them before. Me either. I really hadn't. I was like, huh, they've been around a really long time. That kept happening this week's blast. Uh, <laughs> I may have heard something of theirs on like a mixtape or something way back in the day, but this is the first album of theirs I've listened to. I've actually heard this album back in 2019 when it came out. Okay. What, what did you rank it? Oh, what did you what I, I didn't. This one, I think, if I remember correctly, was just borderline of not being ranked. Like, I so, just didn't. Like, 872 out of yeah. If I was to ranked it, it probably would have been around number 100. And I ranked 92 out of the 600 albums I listened to that year. All right. Right on. Well, I wanted to get something from a, a band that had been around since like the beginning of the movement, but was still releasing music um, to see how they sounded. And, you know, uh, this is, they sound in various times like all of the big four. Like at the For beginning sure. of this this album, I was like, "Holy shit, this is one of the best Slayer songs that Slayer didn't write." And <laughs> and from there, it went into some Anthrax territory. There was a little bit of like late era, so um, probably oh, Injustice for All, Era Metallica, to Megadeth, and so it was just a very sampling that, given the confines of the genre, was um, fairly like. It was not as one note as I was expecting it to be, considering some of the other later thrash that we've listened to by bands that have been around for a while. But, you know, the vocalist sounded really good. The guitars were on point. The The mixing of the bass was a little underwhelming, I thought. But other than that, you know, I, I was rather pleasantly surprised. Surprised. Supplied with thrash, I think it's what you mean to say. 
yeah, I'll agree with Ben that these guys are kind of like an amalgamation fun ball of all the big four in a way. I'm just like, oh, you get aspects of this because I remember coming into this album. I heard it's like, man, this sounds a lot like Slayer. And then you get some Megadeth, Metallica, a little bit of Anthrax. You, I think you get some like Testament. Like if these guys are very much, I don't really say they're because they're they're little travelers of the same time with them guys that I think it's just kind of a convergent evolution of just kind of like a little bit of everything that the bands, I guess you would say that were obviously the much more commercially successful with them that they kind of like over time dabbled a little bit and like, well, what if we pulled some of this into our songwriting? And I think that's kind of created in itself, this style that they have their own. When they're from the same scene as Testament and Metallica. They're from San yeah, aren't they from uh, San Francisco? Yeah, yeah, they're from the, literally the same Bay Area, say, in, formed in '82. So yeah, I think it's both Convergent Evolution, and they're just they stewed in the same pot as a ton of these bands we listen to. It's that or LA, pretty much, yeah. And I mean, the fact that they're on their ninth album is pretty impressive. It is, yeah. Especially yeah. since I think they took most of the '90s completely off. Yeah, they did. They broke up for a while. Pretty much all these bands did. Nuclear blast. <laughs> It was a fun ride, though. I'm like, yeah, Thrash, yeah, you're doing it. And yes, I admit it had sort of elements that I evoked to those other bands, but great. Yeah, I mean, and like, I'm not saying, and when I say that, I don't mean that they were like intentionally copying. I do think it is a lot of convergent evolution because they were just, I'm sure they toured with every one of those bands. Oh, God, yes. Or at least played a show with them. So, and especially the the bands. Yeah. You know, I, it would not surprise me if they're, weren't several touring shows that was like these guys overkill and testament for sure or 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 fucking nuclear assault or somebody like <laughs> totally dude sacred yeah. reich right <laughs> so. yeah definitely yeah i like this one a lot um i was really uh taken with sort of the kind of technical thrashiness um and it just didn't stop i also thought it was interesting that this is uh the only album we did that has a grammy nominated track on it Mm-hmm. <laughs> um like uh, why you know humanicide in particular was nominated for a grammy i couldn't tell you but like because hey, it's fucking badass that's why <laughs> no i mean it's cool but i mean like why this band and why that year you know what i mean like it's just oh yeah there's, there's it seems it seems pretty random to me but it might anyway. be one of those lifetime achievement I, I, I doubt it was that it was they just put some metal songs up on a fucking dartboard and threw darts and i happened to hit that one <laughs> And of course, like the the Alexi Laho Gestol like doesn't hurt. You know? It does not. Mm-hmm. It is not at all. Um, are we ready to talk about tracks? Naturally. Well, I just want to say they were beat out by High on Fire's Electric Messiah for the best metal performance for that year. I mean that I like that album a whole whole lot. I don't know that any of the songs on there is as good as Humanicide. And since it was for performance, I probably would have given it to Humanicide. That's neither here nor there, though. As you can tell, I'm a fan of that track. So that was like the number one. That was probably, I'm going to go ahead and say it and get it out of the way. That was my favorite song of all four albums that we we heard. Totally that. Um, it was Humanicide. Um, some of the other stuff on here, not quite as good. I mean, none of it's bad. But the only other one that really stuck out to me and would make a, a playlist was Ghost of Me, the aforementioned Alexi Lahu. Uh, solo song, mandatory humanicide. Yeah, essentially, I like this whole album. Of course, I do. <laughs> yeah, let it rip. I don't know. It's I agree. Humanicide is a thunderous opener, but I think most of the performances were pretty strong throughout. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my drink. I'm a sucker for thrash, y'all. What do you mean to say? I pulled off humanicide like Ben did. I came for blood. Immortal will be hated. 
Revelation song and The Day I Walk Away. I think it opens bookends really well. I think the only songs I didn't like on this were Revelation song and The Day I Walked Away. But I think that my favorites uh, were uh, Aggressor, I Came for Blood and Live and Screaming and The Pack. Um, that that actually, the three to eight run is really good. And of course, goes to me. Word. I think The Pack is really an interesting book. That, that one had a very feel to me. I can kind of see why you liked it. And I don't know if you felt the same way, but it, it reminded me a lot of some Bay Area punk. It's definitely got like a hardcore vibe too. It's like very it does. G- gang gang and gang vocally. We're, we're going to get more of much more of that in a little bit. It's one of these bands <laughs> that's heavily in that universe. And I knew that Gabe collected a small check every time he spun that album. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Up next, we had uh, David's pick, Testaments to the Ritual, their fifth studio album, released on May 15th of 1992. It has a runtime of 54 minutes and 24 seconds, was on Atlantic, produced by Terry Platt. The band at the time of recording was Chuck Billy on vocals, Alex Skolnick on lead guitar, Eric Peterson on rhythm guitar, Greg Christian on bass, and Louis Clemente on drums. So why don't you choose this, David? It's fucking awesome. I don't know. Because <laughs> I like Testament <laughs> a lot. And this is exactly the year I really got into them. Uh, the first one I got was Souls to Black, so the one before this. And then I got this, and I was like, this is so awesome. The first, uh, you know, one of the first shows I went to was a Testament show. I used to wear their shirts because they're fucking terrifying. You know, and this is, it's an interesting year. I mean, this is out around the same time as the Black Album and Symphony of Destruction. Right? What's the name of that album? Countdown to Extinction. You know, yeah. it's that, exactly that, like, thrash, but sort of slightly radio compatible, but only slightly, certainly more than Slayer was. Though, to be fair to them, I don't think this is necessarily a, a response to the black album because souls to black sounds a lot like this as this practice what you preach so they were i think already in that direction a little bit they get much heavier after that's this, what i was going to say yes because low was low, my first one and low, low is so heavy yes but that was a pivot this was mm-hmm. more how they had sounded through at least the second half of the 80s into the early 90s and it's not as heavy as that but i think it's fucking awesome i like test it i think they're underrated for a variety of reasons I would agree with that. I mean, Alex Skolnick is a, an a amazing guitarist, and I, this was, I believe, his last album with them. But, uh, you know, what I see on here is a band that is still playing thrash. But, you know, like the other bands that you mentioned, not Megadeth so much, but Metallica, they're starting to branch out and diversify their sound. Because there's stuff on here that while it still has thrash um, sensibilities, you can tell that they are starting to be influenced by what is about to break with the grunge stuff, by stuff like Soundgarden and these other bands. And who knows how much they heard them or how much it was just in the zeitgeist, but you can really see that this, unlike the previous album, uh, the Death Angel album we just talked about, which was pretty much straight ahead thrash, and I know that this that is contemporary, not at the same time as this, this is diversifying with that in this, the sound in a way that the thrash albums that are coming out today are not doing because they're I so retro focused. I think even countdown really does do some, I mean, it doesn't DV quiz first. This is a black album, but it's very different. Than, right. As you know, Russ and pace. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, you know, when you hit Russ and pace, you carry on the top that as a thrash album. Indeed. But, so this isn't that and it doesn't try to be, it does not, but I mean, it is, it is very good. So anyway, we blathered on it. Let's let's let Tracy and Gabe talk. I know about it. old guys say <laughs> this is Brooks, but yeah, I'll shut up. I'm gonna mute my ass. So 
I've had a couple of Testament albums, but I haven't really ever dove back into their back discography very much. And so I haven't heard All Souls Black. So I didn't know where this is coming from, like the step leading up to this album. So this one reminded me actually a lot, like you guys have talked about, of the Countdown to Extinction and the Black Album, like that step that was made in the early 90s, the Thrash Bands, where it's like, where do we go next? Because, I mean, a lot of those bands, I mean, you kind of heat pick Thrash, 89, 90. And so it's like, where do we go next? How do we differentiate ourselves? How do we grow as artists? And I didn't know. It just kind of sounded like an obvious hey, this album sounds like a 1992 album in that sense of the other albums that came out around this time. And we have an album coming up after this one that came out at the same time that reminds me a lot of a similar sound sound as well. So I'm going to sound a lot like David here, and I think David's going to hate me, but like uh, I think that I had a lot of problems with the tempo on this one because it is a 1992 album in the sense that it feels like it's stuck between hard rock and grunge. And like, it's not really doing either of those things because they're a thrash band. But um, I think that it it feels like they're kind of grasping at like what what they're, you know, what they're sort of uh, going for, what what they're trying to, to do. And they don't, they aren't quite sure. So yeah, I'm kind of lukewarm on it to be, to be perfectly honest, which is, it's terrible. But I mean, I, I think um, it's just that I feel drawn more to the, the up-tempo stuff. Um, like I'm, I'm okay listening to a grunge album if I know that I'm getting grunge, but <laughs> because I came into this and was like, okay, it's thrash. This, this did not sound like that to me. Well, we'll definitely have to spin you some more Testament because um, they they do have albums like like we oh, yeah. talked about where they go heavier than this and aren't necessarily thrash anymore, and they've got some of their earlier albums that are much more canonical thrash. And their new album, I think, is less this than. It's not as heavy as low, but it's pretty fast. Yeah. The one we reviewed. Oh, God. That was one of my first episodes with you all. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That was a really good album. So they're all over the place. I would love to take you to some other ones. This one is absolutely 100% an album of 1992. And I admit, I probably wouldn't like it so much. Were this not literally the year I was getting into buying music? Like, this is exactly along with, like, uh, you know, Sound of White Noise, which is mm-hmm. another one that does that same thing. Throw that in the mix. All of them were doing this. Like, oh, what are we? It's, as you said, Tracy, like, what now? And I was listening to Grunge at the time. So great. Bring it on. But I agree. <laughs> it is in some ways not maybe as satisfying. It's just Slayer. <laughs> anyway, but they were trying to be Slayer. Slayer did not go that route. Have you heard Slayer? Have you heard Power Slave? Anyway, I, have you heard Power Slayer? power slayer that's the name of the cover band we create yeah that might actually be the name that our boy kerry king is going to give his slayer without totally. Tom power slayer with two Y's. anyway <laughs> we're not going to get sued anyway yeah. um well i'm sorry you're lukewarm but i get it i know you sometimes get mad the way i feel about low tempo you're okay with that but medium tempo i know pisses you off where it's like not it's neither sludge nor thrash. It, it's not bad. It's not bad if I'm expecting it. You know what I mean? I That's feel fair. like, I mean, there's no, there's nobody wrote a rule that says thrash has to be like, I don't know, a certain BPM, but I mean, like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's jarring for sure. That's fair. It, it's Maybe. jarring in inside, you know, even like, you know, the record before this and the record after this. Right. Yeah. I may have picked the wrong one, but I was just like, I'm Pink Testament, and this one was my favorite because I was a wee boy buying CDs. And... It's a wee boy. It's, it, it, it's to pick it. Who, by the way, is completely underrated. I love Chuck uh, Billy. Yeah, Chuck Billy's a badass. Yeah. Yeah, I love Chuck Billy. I mean, when we saw him live, right one, but... 
I was just going to say, when we saw him live there in Nashville, he was just a big-ass fucking fan. Just, I'm going to play air guitar while the guitar solo is going on. Yeah, he, he has the uh, art of being a front man down. Yeah. He does. No, I was very impressed because that was I don't know, the third time I'd seen them. And yes, I mean, they know what they're, they know how to put, a, put on a show in a way less pretentious, serious way than some other bands. There's always yeah. been a little bit of time. They run me a bit more of Anthrax in that way than, I don't know, maybe Metallica or maybe. Dave, I know, there are Dave certain Mustaine. albums. Yeah, there are certain albums where I feel like they're taking themselves pretty seriously. But in general, I definitely agree with you. Yeah. Low, I don't know. They pivot again. I think I'm probably going to hit us with a testament blast at some point. And I'll yeah. do some of the early. We'll do low. We'll do maybe the one right before that last one. That's also late since we haven't reviewed it. Anyway, the point is, Gabe, I will try and take you to different places than this. Maybe it'll work better. I'll be there. <laughs> or else. Yeah. You don't get a choice in the matter, Gabe. Yeah, you're that's right. strapped in. No, no. All right. Well, what about songs, gentlemen? 3X. I mean, I did this to you, so... Um, the instrumental, eh, I don't know. I forget it was. I forgot it was even there because I think I always skipped it. But I like thirty electric, seconds at least. It's not long. I like Electric Crown. So many lies. Let go my world. I think the ritual is kind of cool. Again, it's such a early '90s song, right? Because it is sort of plodding and medium tempo. But I like Danzig anyway. Agony's pretty good. Return to Serenity. I am not a huge fan of ballads usually, and it kind of pissed me off when a lot of bands did it but this one's i think it actually irritates me less now than then i wasn't a huge fan of it then any more than i was of the ballads on the black album by the way but you know i think this is aged okay i, I like most of these songs it was really cool and made me very nostalgic for you know riding around in a chevy impala my cd player spinning this it was in a binder right like you had to turn the pages uh-huh it was right next, so I see the abyss and <laughs> countdown to extinction. It was in that same section. Yeah, I go next. I like the like first half of this album from Electric Crown to I even like Deadline if that one. But after Deadline, I kind of that album kind of starts to fall off for me. So Electric Crown, so many lies, let the go of my world, the ritual, and Deadline are the ones I pulled off this album. Good, yeah, yeah. I liked, uh, I mean, I was I was lukewarm on the album as a whole, but there were a few songs that I liked. Um, I liked So Many Lies, Let Go of My World, um, Deadline, Agony, and uh, Trouble Dreams is actually a strong closer. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot to add to that. Um, my two favorite tracks on the album are Electric Crown and Return to Serenity, but I mean, there's not a bad track on here. Which brings us to Tracy's pick. Victims of Deception, the second album by Heathen, released on April 12th, 1991, released on Roadrunner, produced by Heathen and Rob Beaton, has a runtime of 59 minutes and 24 seconds. At least the final did. If you had the CD, it was much longer, 64 minutes and 33 seconds. The band was Dave White, lead vocals, Lee Altus guitars, Doug Piercy guitars, Mark Biederman on bass, Darren Minter on drums. They did bring in Thayne Rasmussen to play lead guitars in Prisoners of Fate and Guitarmony. And uh, yeah, why'd you pick this, Tracy? David said pick Thrash, and I wanted not big four. And I was just kind of like, mm, who do I want to go with? Was, I was going to pick this Heathen album, but it was going to be between either their this album or the album they released in 2021. And I just kind of just or 2020, and I decided to do this album. I found them somewhere online. I'm like, Thrash albums you haven't heard lister kind of thing. You probably haven't heard. And I was like, okay. And that was right. I had not heard it before. 
The thing that shocked me initially was the fact that this came out in 91. I would have swore yeah. that this came out in like 86 or 87. Yeah. Mainly because it sounds exactly it. like Injustice for All. Yes. Well, I <laughs> yeah. think this is it like it wants to be Injustice for All like <laughs> yeah. so badly. Uh, like I was listening to this go around I was like, man, they really want to be Injustice for All, even for the, the no bass notes in this thing. <laughs> But, you can hear the bass. That's actually that's actually one of the strong points of this record. Yeah, the bass playing is actually pretty good. <laughs> um, but it's actually kind of amazing that they were able to release this because when they started writing it, David White, who is the the vocalist, had been fired and replaced by Paul Beloff from Exodus, and then he gets fired. Then they bring in somebody else, and I think they fire him. Then they had like two or three guitars also come in and out. So it's amazing that this thing even got made. I mean, it's not Chinese democracy or anything, but it's pretty great, great. I'm glad they didn't go with the vocals from Exodus. I honestly think it might have been an improvement because it, yeah, it, it may very well have been an improvement. I just don't know. Um, this guy is passable. I think he's okay. It's all right. He's not my favorite of the evening, but you know, there was even some almost slightly five finger death punch sounding moments, slightly, <laughs> right? Just once in a while. Yeah. It was almost butt metally, but, but I'm it was gonna, still I'm, thrash. I'm going to borrow a justice. term. Oh, go ahead, David. I'm sorry. It was still thrash. And it was a lot like Injustice. I mean, the guy, the guy had trouble singing on key. Let's just be, be frank. He did. He did. Baseball has a term that's called like wins above replacement, which is like if you put the average person in, how much better or worse would the position player be? And David Wayne or whatever his name is, David White, is the average thrash vocalist in this scenario. <laughs> Certainly a better singing career than I had in thrash bands, but hundred percent. Yeah, maybe you could sign up and be there 2022 for now until the future vocalist. Yeah, probably not. And not not to harp on this, but one of these songs has an intro that sounds exactly like uh, Unforgiven. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of it takes some balls to like put something like that out like in 1991 because <laughs> they probably should have gotten sued. Probably, especially by Metallica. You know how well, that's Unforgiven control. didn't come out till. Unforgiven came out after this. I think it was 91. Was it 91? August 91 was Black Black Album. This came out in April. Yeah. So uh, if anything, they should have sued Metallica. True. <laughs> but we know how that would have gone for anybody trying to see Metallica. Now, I, I was good to know that I brought the uh, the longest album of the night for sure as well. Just kind of like, here we go. David's like, pick Thrash. He's going to be short. Hour and some change. <laughs> no, I was very much a Thrash of an era. For sure. Yeah. I mean, but you know, it's 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 one of those things that the, sometimes there's a reason that you're not in like the the big four. And I want to say again, I, the playing on this I thought was really really good. Um, it's just the songwriting kind of let it down, and maybe it was all the chaos around it and everything. But you know, you have to. It takes a lot of balls first off to write songs that are over seven minutes, six minutes, and seven minutes, and nine minutes long. It, it really does. And or you're a huge asshole, maybe both. right, or one of the two. You either don't care or you're incredibly confident, and it's probably both. And these just did not hold up to the run times. Like if they cut most of these songs in half and come in at three minutes, I would be like, okay, yeah, that was that was serviceable. But man, they just overstayed their welcome on almost every track. The only track they did in this on the fucking rainbow cover, Kill the King, which was not a very good cover in my opinion. I like that cover quite a bit, actually. I like it more than the Primal Food cover from the album we did about two years ago was that two years ago yeah yeah i, I enjoy the kill the king cover on here a lot i don't want to say it's the greatest album of all time by no means but it was 
I had a choice torn between like quality wise between picking this one and Empire of the Blind, which okay. is their album for 2020. And you were into that pretty hard. You thought that was good. Mm-hmm. A lot of the personnel have changed, right? I mean, they had like a 10 year break, like Death Angel did as well. I think that they... doesn't really answer the question, though. It doesn't. <laughs> I was just thinking that. I'm like, that's not what I asked you. But <laughs> sometimes change? breaks don't mean an end to personnel continuity. Yeah. No, I think, look, I think it's a closest lineup. Is it this vocalist, for example? It is this vocalist. Interesting. Yeah, I figured at some point they just killed him and replaced him with a different one. I mean, unless they replace him with a dude who has exactly the same name. Also possible. Yeah. It would be very funny. It looks like from the time that from when they reformed, the only people that were in the album from the Reformation are from this one. It's the vocalists and guitars. It's more than some bands. Yeah, totally. Yeah. CCS shit problem. <laughs> yeah. Not a prisoner, uh, I'm a free man. I don't know. It's this was an album, y'all. One hundred percent, one hundred percent an album. Write that down, Tracy. One hundred percent an album. So you're giving a hundred. Good to know, David. <laughs> Just put it in. A, except an A plus is actually a ninety. Tracy, write that down. A plus is a forty. I will. Uh, I guess time for tracks. Yep, I think it's that time. My poison. I go first. Heathen Song, Kill the King, Timeless of Prophecy, and Hellbound are the four I pulled off of here. Uh, so the, the two covers are, are the ones that you, you really liked. <laughs> I, I, I like the covers too. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, go ahead, Gabe. I was going to say, I, in addition to those two covers, I, I liked Fear of the Unknown and um, Mercy is No Virtue is a pretty good closer. I would say. Yeah, Mercy is no virtue. I, I really, really liked. Um, Guitar Harmony I thought was really cool for an instrumental. And again, all the rest of the tracks had moments that I, I kind of liked. Heathen Song was all right. I was not as much a fan of the, the covers as uh, Gabe and Tracy, but that's okay. So y'all didn't have Timeless Soul Prophecy or Hellbound? I did. I put those two. It sounds like Gabe had uh, only up through Mercy is no virtue. Well, the um, true the album's true closer is Mercy. Uh, Timeless All Prophecy. I think Timeless All Prophecy is added on the. No, is that not right? Timeless Cell of Prophecy was added on the CD, and then Hellbound was added on the uh, Japanese. I also found Timeless Cell of Prophecy to be too power metally for my taste. Sure, it was pretty power metally. <laughs> also, it made the album an hour and eight minutes. I was like, "Damn, Tracy." That's what I was saying. Yeah, it's pretty long. It's too long. <laughs> <laughs> it needs a trim. Guitar mini, just that title. Uh, yeah, Fear of the Unknown is pretty good. Mercy's No Virtue. I don't have a lot to add. I mean, it was it was all okay. These were songs. Fear of the Unknown. Oh, never mind. I was like, I'm looking at my list. I'm like, I don't see that on this album. Did I somehow not put it on my playlist? What addition do you have? We're, we're failing at life right now, yeah. gentlemen. <laughs> I know, but I, it's there. I was just like, what am I looking at? I, I fucked myself over. I pulled up briefly the wrong two bands back their three album thing i was like what is happening there are three albums here and then i realized shit it was um quo Vadis. it was like the titles were nearly identical because they're assholes where is that like defiant imagination defiant indoctrination you guys are dicks anyway so i was looking at the other one i was like this i don't remember any of these songs anyway these are songs and i listened to them they were an hour and eight minutes Hellbound is kind of silly. Yeah, the two add-on songs are not the best songs, I will say. I enjoyed them. <laughs> it's because you're a weirdo. 
I am. Let me think of the album cover art. That's an album. That's an album cover. It reminded me of the Somewhere in Time album cover a little bit. <laughs> totally. The, the font. Probably some yeah. artist. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I didn't look that up. But speaking of album covers, the coolest album cover is on the next album, which is Holy Moses' second album, Finish with the Dogs, released in March of 1987 on Phoenix Studio Bochum. Runtime is 47 minutes and 55 seconds. Um Oh, excuse me, it was recorded in Phoenix City's Bochum, released on ARG Records. Ralph Hubert was the um, producer. The band is Sabina Clausen on vocals, Andy Clausen on guitars and backing vocals, although he did provide lead vocals on Road Crew, Andre Chapelier on bass, and Udi Kush on drums and backing vocals. And Gabe, where did you find this? So um, I actually was reading an article on this website called Ride Into Glory, and they have a number of uh, guides on different su- subgenres, and uh, a guy wrote a, a guide to Teutonic Thrash, uh, which I consumed, and I wanted to explore some of the bands on there. And this one sounded interesting, so I just you know went ahead and tried to listen to this album, and I think the next one, um, and I like this one the best. So I think also with Creator and with this band. Uh, I decided that I was definitely a fan of this sort of thrash. I'm, you know, still going back and uh, listening to new things uh, from from Germany of this vintage. Yeah, I don't know if this is canonically this or not, but it reminded me a lot of crossover thrash because it was still like very punky, like group vocals and everything. That's yeah, a uh, lot of hardcore on here. Yeah. So. Big hardcore, you mean? I mean, big hardcore, the biggest yeah. hardcore possible. And, and that's just Gabe was just trying to get more of that commission check in this week. I didn't hardcore. know this band, though I knew Andy Clausen's work because I really like Richthofen, which at some point we should listen to, and then Zalen Walter, which is the next band. So that's after they split up. You know, there were very, very, very few female vocalists in Thrash at this point. This is very early for that, and so that's pretty badass. Um, I like this album a lot. I didn't know it until we listened to it. This was one of my, other than I guess maybe the nostalgia I felt for the ritual. This was definitely my favorite of the three. I didn't know. Interesting. This is probably my least favorite album. Really? This happens badass. Yeah, I, I enjoyed this quite a bit too. Uh, and because you, know, you got it, check, it checked you all simple boxes of fast and heavy. Oh, no, simple boxes. <laughs> yes, it did, Tracy. Well, I mean, I think that um, in in this record's defense, like it's unrelenting, it's aggressive, and none of the songs are too long. Unlike mm-hmm. uh, some of the other uh, <laughs> records that we reviewed for this uh, session here, where you have so many songs that are just way too long, they like str- they go on and on and on, and they don't say anything. Right? Yeah. These get right to the point. And I think that is, in some sense, you know, a gesture of respect to the audience, even if they're saying, like, you know, fuck off. Like, this is like, you know, they, they fuck get off for it two done. minutes. <laughs> yeah, I would rather they fuck off for two minutes than nine. I can actually think you can draw a, a fairly direct line from this to werewolves, honestly. I agree. You know? And uh, so that, that's probably one of the reasons that I and David <laughs> like it so much. And this band, like, I'm really glad that Gabe found this because these these guys had a lot of albums uh, up until like 2014. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to have to check out some of this other stuff. And honestly, I mean, it might be the uh, a bit of the production of the era, but it took me a long time to get hip to the fact that this was a female vocalist. I didn't know it was a female vocalist until I looked it up and I was like, oh, and I was like, oh, the vocals make a lot more fucking sense now because I thought it was some dude that was just 
treading his vocal cords on record. And I was like, this is not healthy. It still may not be, but it's her and she's a yeah. badass. She, she does seem to be a badass. Been doing it for sure. a long time. She's the one who reboots the band, too. But yeah, this is just like thrash at its most visceral. Oh, especially of the albums we listened to tonight. Mm-hmm. Definitely the most visceral. I mean, this reminded me a lot of Slayer's first two albums in the sense of like terms of quality of like production value, speed, and just kind of like what they go to achieve on this album of just like I don't and- know. I know I slag the production values, but they still might be better than those first couple of Slayer albums. <laughs> I think they are. It's certainly better than the previous album. I went back and listened to it a tiny bit. Were you guys listening to this on YouTube? I was listening to Gabe's free copy. He sent us. Oh, yeah. I was just listening to it on YouTube. But the, the sound quality, the YouTube version of it really is not bad. It had the songs actually labeled, and I was just spinning it on YouTube. Yeah, I was listening to the copy there. that I sent you all on my phone, and I was yeah. really surprised at... <laughs> I was just surprised it wasn't worse. You know what I mean? Like, I thought it was totally, you know, functional. A lot of good stuff here, though. Yes. So I mean, yeah, cool. I pulled a lot of songs. I mean... The songs on here are catchy. I'm not gonna lie. Like it does have its drawbacks. I think it took me a bit to get used to the vocals and the styling of it. Just this pure, undiluted thrash metal at its purest form, I guess you could say. And I did pull a good bit off of here compared to like a percentage-wise of tracks available on the album. It's Aachen, baby. I'm willing to bet the Ghost of Charlemagne at least like rocks out to this occasionally. <laughs> you mean the resurrected corpse resurrected corpse of charlemagne on drums anyway i i thought this was badass and i thought the production was way better than you would think given arg is not a large label it was 1987 and they had you know i don't know 300 deutschmark to do this thing so it was uh this was pure and unadulterated french and uh, french thrash and i agree with the line from this to werewolves 100 in terms of just brutality and simplicity and directness yeah. It was good shit. I was happy, Gabe. Sometimes you find weird shit, and I'm like, what? But this was, this was great. All this German thrash. I didn't know this shit was not... I mean, I guess it was sort of still around, but it was not what was big when I was first there, so I didn't hear a lot of the stuff. And I was hanging out with other people like my age who didn't really know it either, so the wheel had turned. But here it is. The wheels turned back. New Fair was 10, so I came out, and not in Aachen. Shall we talk about the tracks? Jawohl. Do it. Gob. <laughs> do, Get your glasses ready. Well, I was just gonna all ask, do I need to do I need to just pick say my album songs I picked off? So all three you guys can say oh, oh yeah, we can just take, take a three shots. Yeah. No, th- yeah, three shots while you tell us what you do. Yeah, it's all of them, obviously. That's the only answer. Allowed by law, by German law. Yeah. So I pulled off finish with the dogs, criminal assault, rest in pain, rest in pain, and military service. Rest in Rusted piece. That's really interesting. Because wow. I feel like I feel like the last two tracks are like my least favorite tracks. They were my wow. least favorite too. I thought military service was okay. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of Russian pain, but military service really picked up. I, I also don't. Great. I also kind of dislike um, Six Fat Women for the title, but um, I don't really know what that song's about. <laughs> I just think it's kind of terrible. But um, but yeah, that first half of the record just rips. It's just like so brutal. I love it, dude. I had to go back and listen to Life Destroyer like multiple times every time I listen to this album. I'd be like, <laughs> Do you oh, listen to Life Destroyer? Listen to Life Destroyer again? No, I haven't listened to the live version. Can I read the lyrics to you? They're not long for Six Fat Women, Gabe. Okay. Sun is burning on the sky, glowing sand, surf riding time. 
Six lewd women coming near, fast, muddy navels standing high. On that prickly cactus there, two mosquitoes making love in the heat. A man in sight, his teeth are shining, they kiss his hiney. Six fat women in the heat, like living wrecks, it's a heap of meat. Roaring noise, biting ears, dolly cries, the sky's burning. Six fat froggies falling down, the vultures lost his eggs. <laughs> like that's, those are the words. Wow, that's actually I, that's actually much cooler than I thought it would be. It kind of is. It's not. No, it's not. When I saw that title, I was like, I don't know, but it's way weirder than that. <laughs> went to a really weird place. It went to a very weird place. Yeah, I, the lyrics of some of the. Anyway, we can do a dramatic reading later. Like this military service one. Oof, too real. Because for them, it was like not quite their parents, but it wasn't that far back. Yeah. Oof. Too soon. I mean, military service was still a thing then in the 80s. Yeah. So hard. They had a 600,000 man army back then because of, you know, the thing that was going to happen on top of them. They just wanted some survivors from it. Eh, did they? No, I, yes, they they had they had to carry substantial load at the end, Craig. That was going to occur right on top of them. You won't be a great soldier. You'll be dead. Why do you work so fucking hard to achieve your soldier ideals? As a soldier of this world, you are losers for the reins. For the record, he's reading song lyrics, um, just so people don't know you're not just like. No, I talk this way. This is how I I talk. So I know David for a long time, and he does sometimes say shit like that off the top of his head. And I was like, I was like, is he reading lyrics or is he legit just riffing that? (laughs) Is he just riffing that? Is that just where his heart is at? No, this is. I'm on Encyclopedia Metallica, just reading the lyrics to you. Encyclopedia Metallica, by the way. They bought it out. They own it now. Metallo. No, it's Encyclopedia Metallica. It's all just Lars Ulrich commentary. <laughs> You're all sued. You're all canceled. It's all articles about Lars Ulrich. <laughs> it's every single site, every page. Yep, that sounds right. That is art collection and this Levitinus. This is a cool find. I was into this, obviously. Yeah. Well, now it's the time on Sprockets where we grade. So Yeah. Just mocking me. Hello, East Germany. <laughs> <laughs> West German public access, West Berlin public access. All right. So what do we think of Humanicide by Death Angel? I guess I picked it, so I have to go first. Um, I'm going to give it a B. I thought it was really solid. If the rest of the tracks had been half as good as Humanicide, it would have got a much higher grade. But, you know, it was solid. I was not disappointed other than the drop off in quality after the first track. I'm going to give this an A minus because I think that um, it's got a really great chunk in the middle that just you can't you can't knock it down whatsoever. Um, and there's only one song that, that I was just like, meh. So I think it deserves a higher. I probably won't surprise you. I'm going to come in right between the two of you at a B plus. So it's both a solid effort, but uh, I agree with Gabe. I feel like the Humanicide letdown is hard for you, Ben. I feel like you'll never forgive them. They came at you with the best song Slayer never wrote, and then they abandoned you. It was like that damn Traveler album that me and Tracy reviewed back in the day. <laughs> Happens. Oh, yeah. yeah. Starts off great with that amazing track, and but I don't have such hard feelings against them as Ben does. The rest of the album isn't as good as one track. I think there's more other good tracks off this album, and I'm going to give it a D as well. Which gives us an 87 overall average. What would you buy this gentleman? I'd buy it. I would. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would. 
I'm in, a wor- I'm in a world with no streaming. We've talked about this. Like a- <laughs> uh, Testament of the Ritual. Man, now I don't know. Y'all made me feel bad. I'm like, maybe it isn't as good as I remember. No, hold true to your feelings, David. Don't let them phase you and change your opinion. It's a little trendy, so I'll ding it a tiny bit. I'll give it only a 94. <laughs> Gabe should have known I was going to say some shit like that. <laughs> well, I'm a dick. Anyway, I didn't give it an A plus. I'm going to give it a knife, and a lot of that I will admit is nostalgia. Yeah, it just was very formative for me, and it will always have a special place in my heart. But I admit it is not as good as Carcass. That's my scale. So, I'm going to give it a B minus and an 81. Yeah, I believe that. Oops. I think I'm right there with Tracy. Well, I don't love it as much as David did, but I do like it better than the two of you. So I guess I'm going to give it a high B um, because I do think it's ultimately a, a very good album. I just, uh, there wasn't, in comparison to the rest of their discography, I think there's much better. And uh, the two best songs on this album, while very good, are not like all time great. So it's a B. Would you buy this album, gentlemen? I did. I, did. And I would. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nah. What if I make you buy it? I'm not going to make you buy it. Big Hardcore is not present here. Yeah. Well, he then, Victims of Deception, My Poison. I'm going to give it a low B plus 87. I'm going to give it a C plus, and that's only because it has a Jim Jones quote at the beginning of it. Otherwise, it would get lower. I'm going to give it a C plus as well. I think that uh, it's got some brilliant covers on it. Ah, The songs are just shorter. Well, the vocalists were better. I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to give this a C plus as well. It was a different album by a different band. Right. <laughs> that's still not that harsh a grade. Because no, they, were, no, they yeah, can play their fucking instruments. But that's I, mean, about I think how... also, if we weren't in a universe in which Injustice for All existed, it would get a higher grade. I think that's yeah. probably like, true. It's just, I, I, I think they that. also had just crap luck with their, you know, putting this together. I also don't think this album sounds like it does without Injustice for All either, though. Well, no. It doesn't, but I mean, there, there's a fine line between being inspired by and copying, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I think that unfortunately, in in my opinion, I think this falls more in line with the we're going to do what Metallica did than we're going to be inspired by what Metallica did. Based on a true story. Yeah. Would you buy this album? No. Nah. I would. Nope. Yeah. Ask. Holy Moses, finish with the dogs. Yeah, that's Gabe. It's an A. No question. It's an A, no question. Is that what you're saying, David, or is that what Gabe is saying? Both. Both those things. So it's an A for Gabe and David and Ben as well? Yep. (laughs) Your face, Tracy. (laughs) Well, I'm going to have to be the David. D minus. I'm going to give it a B, just an 85. Because you're afraid of us. We outnumber you. (laughs) No. C plus rodeo is just next door, Tracy. It's it just is. next door. C plus, and we just got <laughs> off the C plus rodeo. We walked. We walked across the street. We walked the across the street. But, but ben, I think you comparing it to werewolves didn't help our actually, case. Actually, that's, like that's <laughs> probably not. not better. Victims of deception is actually not part of the C plus rodeo either. It is a B minus rodeo. <laughs> B minus rodeo. <laughs> but this is an aggregate of ninety three. And yes. I will be the only person not to buy this. Yeah. I'm buying this. This is cool shit. Yeah, it's so cool. Crazy, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. But you guys got to get some old stuff in. And 
we get some old stuff in again with our next card back. Curtis is me as I chose the mantra old school cool, which I, I'm just going to say, I think we all achieved the homework or completed the homework assignment satisfactory night with Thrash. So I think that um, one cool thing about this grab bag is it shows the variety within Thrash because there was I mean, these albums were barely like each other. Yeah, I was surprised. I thought they were going to be much, much more similar than they were. Yeah. Old school, cool coming up. We'll see kind of how people play that. Interesting to see y'all's choices and hear them. Yeah, should be fun. Dude. Or else. Because it will be fun. <laughs> the order you to have fun. <laughs> well, I guess. <laughs> but tune in next time here on Thunderdome Metal Reviews. Hope you like Palestine. Look